Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, December 15th, 2023. Today is episode 351 of Elijah Fire. Can you believe it? I'm like 40, we're 49 episodes away from 400. What in the world? We just celebrated episode four, 300. And then it, but when we hit 300, it felt like we had just celebrated episode 200. So uh, we're going to hit 1000 before you know it. And then we'll have a real bash. We'll do it in space or something. That'll be, that'll really go on brand with like the spacey uh, epicness of Elijah Fire stuff. So yeah, there we go. Episode 1000, we're doing it in space. All right, guys, if you, um, I hope that you have amazing birth, uh, amazing birthday amazing weekend plans. I was thinking about my birthday, which is New Year's Eve. And then it just kind of found its way in there. But um, I'm really, really excited about this weekend because my wife and I are going full Christmas this weekend. Like we're going to go, like there's this place in town that has, if any of you guys are in the Salem Kaiser area in Oregon, you know about this, the Kaiser Lights, this multiple blocks. It's like a big neighborhood's and if you live there, it's strongly encouraged to decorate your house with Christmas lights. So everyone does. And there's like this whole like pathway you go and like all the houses are decked out in Christmas lights. And so we're going to go do that. We're going to go. Uh, we always go hard in the uh, the Tharp household. So we, uh, we're going to get a bunch of Christmas like stocking stuffers for one another. Um, and then um, and then we're going to see friends. We're going out to uh, going to hang out with some friends and then. And then we always, every year we do what's called a wrapping party. So we, we get all of our presents for each other and then all of the family's presents. And then we just devote like an extended evening or a whole day. And we put on Christmas music or Christmas movies and we just wrap presents uh, and keep our cat away from eating bows. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Let me know what your guys' plans are for this weekend. Um, Guys, I'm excited about today's episode. My guest today, we were jamming backstage. If you guys are listening to this on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast. That'll really help us out. Also give us an honest review as well. I also want to remind you guys that tomorrow, December 16th, that's a Saturday, we are going to be releasing our next teaching series in podcast form. It's only two, so you can bust it out. You can binge it super easy. It's called Walking in Third Heaven Authority featuring Mike Thompson. And it was a great time. I really love that guy. He's got a lot of wisdom to share. And so uh, definitely worth your time. He also shares a word that kind of caters towards the boomer generation, him being a boomer as well, but also younger generation. So it's going to be a great time. You guys don't want to miss that. Both episodes drop tomorrow, Saturday, December 16th. Listen to them, binge them, all that stuff. Um, you're you're going to love it. So also, anytime you guys donate to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, those proceeds go towards keeping this afloat. It keeps the, the machine moving. Um, but we didn't stop there. Steve was like, but wait, there's more. And so we take a portion of every donation and we funnel it into our partnership with Show Mercy International, who are making waves in the ways of, uh, of water drilling and providing fresh, clean water for people around the world. So we're going to play a quick promo and then we're going to get going. We are celebrating 
Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water and thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water wells that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello. Happy to see you. Hi. Hi. Hey, I'm here with Pegson's family. Pegson is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water wells were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now, everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank you. You have impacted so many lives by donating towards the drilling of water wells. But there are still people without access to clean water. Donate today at elijahsdreams.com slash donate. Thank you guys again for those donations. We so appreciate you guys' belief in this ministry. And also, I know some of you are like, man, it's all about the wells. I'm going to give so that the money goes to the wells. And we thank you for that as well. All you Shout out to all you guys out there. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. So also, I wanted to point out, um, I'm just going to do this regularly. Elijah Fire has merch now. That's right. Uh, so we've got Elijah Fire and Elijah Fire mug. We've got stickers. We've also got some. Elijah Fire Drip. We've got uh, an Elijah Fire t-shirt as well. So you guys can go to ElijahShopper.com and then you can type in Elijah Fire in the search or super easy. We try to make things easier on here for you guys. In the description, wherever you're watching this, under the follow us section, it's like second half of there. You can't miss it. It's the same every single episode, but right below follow us in all caps. Again, you can't miss it. It's all caps. It says buy merch here. Boom. You click the link. Boom, you click the thing you want. Boom, you pay for it. Boom, it comes in the mail. And it's no longer on pre-order, which is really nice. We were still waiting for it to come into the office. No longer on pre-order. So when you buy it, you know it's it's on route. Uh, very exciting. So uh, get your Elijah Fire merch now. We're so happy to have it. And more, hopefully more to come in the near future. So uh, guys, I'm very excited about today's episode. Um, this guy was recommended by people I respect very much. Uh, he was recommended by Chris Keel and Justice Keel, formerly Justice Enloe, individually. They didn't do it at the same time. Like, oh, yeah, no, you totally have to have Clay. They were like, you got to have this guy Clay on. Our, our brother-in-law, he's legit. You would love him. So judging by our interactions backstage, I think I do. So um, he's a director at Restore 7. He's also the host of the show Change of Pace on Restore 7 TV. Let's give it up for our guest today, Clay Enloe. What up, Clay? Hey, man. What is up, man? That was quite the intro. I'm, I'm honored. Also, yeah. didn't know y'all had merch. That's yeah, we got it now. Finally, <laughs> if I had known, I would have been able to rep it for the for the dude. It was here, an uphill I mean... battle. Uh, some people have been waiting for like two years, uh, very patiently. So, shout out to all those people. The day has finally come. Yeah. So, feels good. 
awesome man yeah yeah absolutely well, yeah so i gotta ask is is clay Enloe legally your last name or do you just go by that because it's the family name dude i okay this is actually a really fun story okay, okay. first off i haven't done the paperwork yet because i've been traveling and if you've mm -hmm. ever known the challenges of changing your name yeah, yeah, yeah. when you have to use your passport and stuff for everything it's chaotic you don't yeah. do it yeah. um but actually my wife and i made uh fox news around the name change thing because it was apparently so controversial that a man would take the woman's last name but that is that is what happened um and it was, it was a really cool long story i'll do the shortened version yeah um but when Grace and I were kind of, we, we pretty much knew we were gonna be engaged at any point. And we started talking about getting married, what our name would be and all that stuff. So I would ask her like, hey, what do you think of, you know, my last name, Marinas? It's an awesome last name, I love it. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a super great family, so I was excited to keep it going. And she first expressed to me that, you know, she comes from a family of all girls besides her adopted brother who kept his last name um and she was just like i've always you know worried about the fact that we would lose our last name you know because none of the men are gonna take it you know traditionally mm -hmm. and i was just like wow that's really cool you know maybe we have different last names whatever all that down the road i just took it to the lord i was like this seems silly but like do i you know i get to make my wife's dream come true of you know carrying on her dad's family mm -hmm. name and i get the privilege of you know doing that with her and i love johnny i love elizabeth their family has done more than y'all know for me you're about to know though with my <laughs> testimony but i mean and i talked to my parents about it and i was like hey look this is kind of wild but what if i took her last name ultimately we did it um and then my wife has a decent following on TikTok. she posted about it and then boom we were on fox news getting okay. roasted about being this progressive beta, beta male do they call you a beta exactly. male <laughs> dude oh the amount of actually it was kind of it was kind of horrifying the dms i was getting just from random people messaging uh -huh. me not even like commenting on the post they mm -hmm. went out of their way to message me just saying like i mean think of all the explicit words you can all the colorful language exactly and just yeah. tearing me apart for it and i was like well whatever dude yeah is what it is what do they know that's what i say that was yeah, my guess actually and maybe it was a word of knowledge but i was like you know i was like it's an all-girl family yeah. i bet you it's to carry on the family name and boom i was right i should yeah, have guessed dude. beforehand that would have been more amazing but yeah. the, the sad part is the only reason that i was thinking about not changing it is for fear of that exact situation where it's like it doesn't look traditional is it like is it not you know manly to submit and lose your last name but yeah i talked to my parents about it. i'm like i'm not losing my last name like i'm still gonna always be a marinas um, i'm just gaining another name and it has the significance of carrying on the legacy of the enlo family yeah. so it's a noble thing. that's it's a noble yeah. thing. yeah so what do those people know if people know. have yeah. if people waste their time to go out of their way to write you that kind of stuff i'm like I just have a lot better things to do. The first, the first thing on my mind is not, I need to DM this person and, and just give them a piece of my mind, you know? Oh so, man. Yeah. It, it took all of the Lord's patience. He could actually all that I could grab onto because you know, he's, he's got all the patience, but for me, Oh, I was doing some, some drafts in my message yeah. section. I never <laughs> sent anything. I was just like, you know, the power move is to just not respond, but mm -hmm. I had so many clever comebacks that I, Dude, I thankfully didn't send. 
I know how that feels. Yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, I've, I've written many a draft myself. So, yeah. um, so, okay, man, well, let's, there's a, there's a lot to talk about. I want to talk about your show, but let's save that for later um, okay. towards the tail end. Let's jump into your testimony. Cause the only thing I've ever heard about your testimony and, and how the Lord really grabbed a hold of you is, Oh, yo, it's crazy. And so like, that's, that's kind of my abridged version of what Chris told me, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so you can set it up however you want and then jump in for those who didn't catch it though. He is married to Johnny Elizabeth Enloe's daughter, Grace. So yes. um, there's that. Yes, I, I have the the blessing of the, the prophet himself. So <laughs> it tells you all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so the biggest thing I can take away from my testimony and I always preface with people is just like how quickly the Lord can work. Because all of this happened in the span of the last four years. Um, I think four years, 2019 ish, 2018, a little bit. Um, so it's, it's all fresh. Um, ultimately to sum up the preface to it all is just, I had grown up in a Christian household. Um, primarily as a kid, we went to Presbyterian church. So I got started in church with a lot of very religious kind of boring, in my opinion, um, mm. stuff around the Bible. And then, mm. As I got older, they um, they migrated towards a more charismatic, non-denominational church where there was things of the spirit and all this crazy stuff going on. And I was just like, all your friends are crazy. This is not for me. And that was probably like late middle school. I got hit with that wave. Um, and so, and at that age, I went to public school. So, you know, I'm doing all the, I'm, I'm involved in sports. So I, I succumbed to the locker room talk and the peer pressure of, you know, starting drinking when you're like 13 and smoking and doing anything that you can get your hands on at that age. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of where I found my community um, of close friends, my brothers. Um, and my older brother was also kind of running the same stuff. So I felt like I was in, you know, safe company. Mm -hmm. um, he was one of my best friends. And then once I graduated high school, I actually tried to kind of change the trajectory because I was aware, you know, like I said, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were amazing um, people, very patient with my um, belligerent ways. <laughs> and so they kind of swayed me into taking my first jump into college at a private uh, Baptist school okay. called University of Mary Harden Baylor. Um, so it's like 30 minutes away from university of Baylor and it's like the sister school of it and where you would have chapel and all that stuff. And I was bored out of my mind. They had strict rules around not drinking and which is pretty much just like, I mean, if you're doing that already, you're like, this is lame. This is the worst. Yeah. yeah. Well, so in my head going into it, cause you know, if you like meditate on something long enough, you're like, you know what the right answer, like the one that the Lord is calling me to is like to step away from that. But then once you're actually living it out, you're like, oh, this stinks. This is much harder than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. So that played out. And after a semester, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's a lot of money and it doesn't seem worth it to me. Um, but I, I got awesome grades. Like I was killing it because I was mm -hmm. bored out of my mind. I was like, the only yeah. thing I can pass the time with is studying. Yeah, might as well study. Uh, yeah. Yep. So. Then I transferred to Oklahoma State University. So big, normal uh, state college. 
Um, I got involved with a lot of friends that were in fraternities and whatnot. So I did the any stereotypical like fraternity Frat college boy. party movie you've yeah. seen. All of that was involved. Yeah. Um, and I, I became. It would definitely be under the definition of alcoholism, um, addicted to a lot of different stimulants like you know, cocaine, Molly. Um, I took pretty much anything that was available to me. Um, smoked weed pretty much every day. My grades dipped, and I did. I think I did just over a year there, and my parents uh, were kind of you know they saw the grades and they were like, yeah, we're not we're not helping you pay this for this. Is it working? Yeah. Yep. So then finally walked away from college. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to work um, back home in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. So I got an apartment in downtown Austin and I was working and I was like, maybe I'll save up and do school down the road. Um, so I got a certification in personal training, something easy that I like to do and did that and did not stop the drugs or drinking and all that. I lived like five minute walk away from sixth street and anyone who's familiar with austin texas knows sixth street is where everyone goes to get absolutely trash it's like the bar strip where it's it's chaos if you ever go there mm. um and so yeah i finally started to understand what rock bottom was um i was in constant denial about being under any addiction or anything like that um, I started to get into heavier psychedelics where I would just like lock myself in my apartment and trip out on different stuff. Um, and then when I started to combine a lot of different drugs, I started to wake up and have no recollection of the night before. Wow. And that was the first time I started getting scared about the, the road I was going down and the kind of people that started to come into my apartment and come into my circle. I was like, this is starting to get a little bit out of hand like this is a little bit darker than what i had pictured uh -huh, for partying yeah. and all that uh-huh um all the while under the radar i would i would say probably every two or three months i would check in with the lord because i felt like that connection never really was severed um to me i always knew that he was going to be a part of my life forever it was kind of one of those things where i was like maybe i can just back burner the lord until i'm I'm adulting and, you know, I got a family. And yeah. I when I'm ready, it. I hear a lot of people say that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I totally get that. Cause when you're, when you feel like you're getting fulfillment from these other things, it's like, why, why am I going to dedicate that much time thought and, you know, practice into that. So finally, um, I think it was like my, it was a little bit after my 21st birthday. Um, I had a horrible, like I woke up on the side of a highway, my shirt was gone. I had different socks than when I started the night, which was super no trippy. I, I still have no idea how this happened. I had nothing on me. My phone oh. was gone. Wallet was gone. I had everything. Ex no, I had everything gone except my ID. And it was just, it was horrifying. I was like, oh kind my of a God, worst case even... scenario, or at least, yeah. you know, a worst case scenario you would paint, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's where I kind of, I had the revelation. I was just like, man, I've, I've kind of lost control of this, of this hobby. Um, and so I started to back away a little bit um, by back away. I meant I started to only, I would stop going to the bars. I would only drink like in my apartment with friends and I would only smoke weed. I wouldn't, do cocaine or nothing like that anymore and not long after that sort of shift and that fear of this lifestyle started coming into play 
my parents let me know that there was this um there was this trip that they were going to do to israel with this group called restore seven which for those of you who don't know um thanks for listening the elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner visit elijahfire.com slash give where i'm at now um that is johnny and elizabeth's ministry Mm -hmm. i knew nothing about them at the time um i was i heard an international trip and i was like sweet all right i'll go (laughs) um so me and three of my brothers um all went on the trip with my parents and And how many how many siblings do you have I'm one of five. So I'm the middle of five. I have an oldest sister, brother, me, and then two little brothers. Okay. So all the boys went. My sister hung back because she had her life together with her husband and kids. Um, and on this trip, I had no idea actually that it was supposed to be this like Christian led tour trip. So I was just like, awesome. Israel, never been here before. I, let's just have at it. Mm-hmm. And so my brother and I would, you know, hang back at every bar along the way at every airport on the trip over there at the hotels we were staying at. Yeah. But we did have the luxury of being introduced to Johnny and Elizabeth's daughters and their nieces, um, who were these four beautiful girls. Um, one of them married a super cool husband. Um, and they were just the soup everyone else was compared to me extremely old and so i was like i'm not interacting with anyone on this trip because everyone's trying to give me prophetic words and stuff that i didn't <laughs> ask for and i'm just weirded out and so we hit it off with the enlo girls and their cousins um because they're sort of in our age range and they were just i mean they saw us drinking and just acting a fool and whatnot but they just welcomed us with I don't know. They were just super loving. They were super kind. They were really friendly. And we had so much in common outside of the fact that, you know, we were lifestyle choices were maybe differing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, during the rest of that trip, we kind of chilled out a little bit just cause we were aware of, we were making some people uncomfortable. Um, and then by the end of the trip, or excuse me, I'm skipping one of the most important parts. Um, uh, our trip to the Jordan River, which I think was like our third to last day, fourth to last day. Um, they're like, hey, we're going to have a chance to get baptized in the Jordan River if that's something you want to do, like have at it. Um, and my brother and I were like, uh, yeah, you know, why not? Jordan River baptized, same place as Jesus. How are you going to pass that up? Like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And Um, throughout this process, I had been super stoked about seeing these, you know, significant biblical sites come to life. Um, but this was, this was really different because I, like I said, I wasn't oblivious to the things of the spirit and, you know, my relationship with the Lord. So I was like, this is something significant. Um, and so I talked to my mom about it, like, as we were getting close to the site and I was like, Hey, um i don't really feel anything like i feel like i'm supposed to feel some type of way about this like you know the spirit moving or whatever because my brother was tripping out he was like trembling under the presence of the lord he was just like oh i I don't want to do this anymore like i'm kind of freaking out (laughs) and and so i told her i was just like man i just don't i feel like i'm supposed to feel something significant and she was like well you know you just gotta if the lord's gonna do something really powerful then you just gotta let him so just ride back seat this one and do it and so I did it and Johnny baptized me and 
as I came up, it just felt like this is, it sounds so corny coming out of my mouth just because I know I've said it like 18 times talking to people about this thing, mm -hmm. but it felt like a huge weight just came off yeah. my shoulders and mm -hmm. I was just overcome with mm -hmm. like this joy, this like, oh, this euphoric feeling of like, uh -huh. man, something real just happened. Like there, yeah. there's no way I could talk myself out of what just happened. And Johnny jokes, he goes, out of all the baptisms, that was the memorable one because I like burst out of the water i was freaking out i was like what just happened <laughs> and from yeah. then on out i was just like i was high on this you know i was just like a kid in a candy shop for what i was experiencing because up to that point i don't think i'd ever authentically felt the presence of the lord mm -hmm. um if mm -hmm. so i would kind of i could be able to talk myself out of it like oh you know you're just you imagined it and you know exactly whatever. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so Anyway, had this crazy encounter. After that, I feel like I'm lengthening this out. But uh, no, Grace and I, um, Grace and Justice, the two daughters of Johnny and Elizabeth, we all stayed in touch once the trip ended. Um, and Grace was one of those friends, if any of y'all have had this, where you feel like you need to kind of have your life together when you're talking to them because they talk to you like you're a better version of yourself. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so... It's like, no, I want to be making good decisions when I'm interacting with you because it's not like I felt ashamed, but it felt she was someone I didn't want to be inauthentic around. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, when I got back, I was still, you know, smoking from time to time. I would still drink from time to time. Um, but I really felt a heavy conviction when I would talk to Grace because she just talked to me like I was this version of myself that was of a higher caliber. And mm. I knew that it was the real me because that was the me that I felt take form when I got baptized, if that makes any sense. Uh -huh. That sounds yeah. a little no, absolutely. cryptic, but no, it, it makes sense. Um, and so from then on out, I just started to feel like, no, this is, this is the version of me I want to be. She's talking to me like I am that version. I choose that. Um, and so after that, the Lord made some things happen where he ended my lease early with, um, with a friend of mine who wasn't, you know, living that same kind of lifestyle. So he would still like have friends over to smoke and whatnot. So it was really good for me to get out of there. And after that, I was living with my parents, not loving that. And I was just like, what's the next step? And Grace was like, oh, well, you know, I graduated from Bethel. Maybe you just send it over there. And I was like, okay, because they'll have me, a dude who's a week sober. Yeah. <laughs> and so... <clears throat> Ultimately, her and Johnny pulled some strings with one of the uh, admissions guys to get me and my older brother in, who also had a whirlwind of an encounter with the Lord and Israel. So we both go over there and we sold our cars so that we could afford a portion of the tuition. Mm -hmm. And we had nowhere to live. We literally booked the flight the night before, left the next morning at like 6 a.m. We had nowhere to stay. We had no car, nothing. We had like $150 each. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, well, we're just going to get a lift and we're going to visit the closest apartment and see if they don't do a credit check. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, uh, we just by, it was just one miracle after another mm -hmm. where the Lord just got us into that environment. Mm -hmm. And if I could credit anything to where I'm standing now, it's got to be the community that was there. 
Um, I know people say a lot of things about Bethel. I don't agree with anything with everything um, that Bethel teaches because I know they do some very extreme things. I mean, I get that. But if there's one thing that's real there, it's their pursuit of the Lord and his presence. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've experienced nothing short of that. And having that community of people that were all explicitly on fire for him and nothing else, it was everything I needed to just shake me off of any sort of temptation to walk away or get bored with the Bible or anything like that. Cause yeah. there's a lot of people who had a similar background to me that were there, not nearly as fresh as me and my brother, everyone that we met, they're like, wait, that was like a month ago. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, these are all like pastor's kids and stuff uh-huh. that are like, Oh yeah, I've mm-hmm. been preaching since I was nine. I'm like, okay guys. Yeah. Well, I feel I'm woefully here. underqualified then to be exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, the way that the Lord really just explained to me what identity was through my, I just did uh, first and second year there. Um, but my time there was just transformative. And if you think I'm going to need to get my life together for, you know, three, four five years of pursuing the Lord, read the Bible a few times before you start to walk with him. That is the biggest load of bull that you can tell mm-hmm. yourself. Cause I'm telling you in a, I think it was the first semester I got just, it, it was like I was a new person. I went back wow. home for Christmas break after the first semester and I felt weird hanging out with anyone I knew before that. Cause they were just like, suddenly, you're, you're not cool uh, anymore, dude. Suddenly Clay has this like halo floating above his right? head. Yeah. Like, Hello, my, my, ch- your my eyes children. Are, your eyes are bluer and you're yeah. floating. What's going <laughs> you're on? You're so piercing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was, it was just weird because yeah. I just felt like such a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so after some time, uh, Grace and I started to inevitably catch feelings for each other. Grace loved me since the beginning. She she just was waiting for me to get on track. Way to um, go, I'm Grace. Way yeah, to go. holding it out. Yeah. And then I just got rocked with uh, with love for her. And so asked Johnny and Elizabeth if I could date her. And then eight months later, I was like, you, me, married, let's do it. What say and you? Then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Opportunity of a lifetime. And, yeah. Yeah. And so then finished second year and I actually was considering doing third year, which is at Bethel, you do like an internship where you are below one of the Bethel leaders. So either a pastor or someone that works in missions, you would work as an intern for them. And Johnny and Elizabeth were like, well, you could do that and pay whatever the uh, tuition fee for third year is, or we can pay you and you can, you know, kind of intern for us. And I'm like, awesome. And also that's where my wife is going to be. Yeah. So, you're like closer, closer to her. This is a win-win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And honestly, I, I joke about the money thing, but the message of restore seven, for those of you who don't know, um, The reason it resonates with me so much and where I came from is I grew up where everything happened within the church. Like if you're going to pursue the Lord, if you're going to, you know, uh, branch out into what the Lord has for you, it still all happened within the church walls, unless you went on a mission trip to, you know, Africa or something to, you know, build wells or build houses or something like that. Um, But if you're not doing something 
that big and extreme, it felt like I was just bored out of my mind in the church. And I was like, I'm not going to be a preacher. And if I'm just going to spend one day out of the week getting filled up and then the rest of the week, I'm going to have 90% brain into work mode or whatever else is going on, then I'm, I'm missing a lot and I'm missing something that the Lord put me on this earth for. And Restore 7, our whole message is just about getting people to be activated mm. Monday through Sunday. It's not yeah. just Sunday, turn it on. Let's see how good yeah, you are at good. worship and you know, mm. take notes from the pastor. The church services are all well and good. And I don't want to you know, short the value of going to church, but there's so much more valuable. There's so much more value. Goodness. Yeah. And you, you walking and you walking in your ministry yeah. Monday through Saturday because yeah, he's got one for you. Only mm-hmm. like what three percent of people are gonna end up with a job in the church. Mm-hmm. So don't wait around for yeah. for that if he's got you doing something else. So yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, uh, Clay, have you obviously now that more time has passed, have you looked back on your life and the the poor decisions that you made during those times? ask yourself what, like, why, like, why, why did you push so hard into that lifestyle of, you know, alcohol, drugs, all of that? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I didn't consciously do it for any sole reason of like, oh, I was just hurting and I was looking for Mm -hmm. something to feel or I was trying to get numb. A lot of people would really push that on me. They'd be like, oh, you were just trying to like escape something. I'm like, no, I wasn't. Like I was, I was bored on weeknights. And so it was available for me to just get high and not worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really hard to say, because by that point, I was just really addicted. So it was a part mm-hmm. of my day. But leading up yeah. to it, it was simply just the community I was around. It was very normal. Um, and that being normal was just, I was like, it's more fun. This is a more fun normal than going and doing worship nights. Because that didn't click with me. It didn't feel significant to go to youth groups or whatever, which I would go to every now and again, still being that person I was getting drunk on the weekends yeah. and whatnot. And I was just like, I'm not even remotely a similar person to any of these guys. I feel much more at home with my group of people that get hammered. And when we're all drunk and stuff, we talk about how much we love each other. And it felt like such, it felt like more of a love was within that community than the one that was in these youth group sessions that I was going to, because I know that the pastors and whatnot weren't throwing any sort of judgment or anything towards me. Cause a lot of the youth pastors I had had a similar past to what I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was the other kids and people my age in that group that, you know, they didn't, they, they knew what I was doing and they were just like, "Mm, it's not, not good with me so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i mean to be fair they didn't know any better we were all middle school high school um so that in the end that's just what turned me off to it i was like i'm much more welcome in this circle because it's normal to me and all of them um than a circle that's new and that's really what it came down to yeah yeah i think that's really interesting and i do think that it's i mean i i could see some like common denominators in like even when you first started telling where you're like you know, got caught up in locker room talk. And then, you know, that's became like my circle of friends. And I think people we want because we're made for community. Like mm-hmm. that's what God designed us to be is, is made to be in communion with him and with each other. I think that there's a natural desire within people 
to want to belong. There absolutely is. And so I, I've heard your, those kind of commonalities with other, other people's stories as well of like, yeah. well, it just really started because I just found a place to belong and these people accepted me for who I was. And I didn't feel like I had to be anybody, anybody other than who I was. And yeah, also drugs were involved, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, so that's like, those were the big changing mm-hmm. factors that I highlighted. It was first grace and justice where while I was just the person that I was with drinking and whatnot, I didn't feel out of place interacting with them. They were so welcoming. And so, yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just accepting. And then same with being at Bethel, that community is what made that shift for me. I felt so at home there after like the first week I had to get over the first week because I did not feel at home. I was a fish out of water in that place. Mm. Um, But then I was just like, no, I'm Lord. I'm here. I chose this. I need to just get rid of any expectation or, you know, knowledge I have about who I'm supposed to be or where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to let you just work. And then that's all it took. It took a million people just in my circle and um, on my team. And that's it, man. It was, it was so easy from there. So community really, for me, it was so much more impactful. Um, For some people, you might be able to just you know, pull a 180, you and the Lord and power to you that in my opinion, that's much harder. So that's, that's awesome if you can pull that off. Mm -hmm. But for me, I needed a, some level of support. And I got that with justice and grace. Um, And then ultimately, the entire school that I was blessed to get into. Yeah, so good, man. Um, So what kind of what's happened now? Like, what are you doing now? you know, I'm curious also too. Um, this is like a completely different thing, but because of the love that you received and the love and acceptance you received from justice and grace, um, do you find that that's kind of informed how you relate to people now as well? Uh, I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, that was hundred percent. That's the number one thing I harp on and my channel on restore seven TV is I'm just like, I am a normal person. I am not this holier than thou man who had this righteous encounter. And now I get to tell y'all how it is like, not at all. I am. I'm the most normal human that got just a unique experience with the Lord. And I want to make sure that people know exactly how that can come about. If you just welcome it. Yeah. Um, And so with restore seven, my role currently is the director of rise. Um, which is our reformers influencing society every day. What it is, is it's a global community um, of reformers, which mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is, it's essentially people who's who reform stuff. <laughs> they reform. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. Thank you, Jeff, for all yeah, the, I got you, man. I got you <laughs> for all those lacking. Um, yeah, it's, I have the privilege of connecting with people who are actively bringing kingdom into their different spheres of influence. So I'm I'm sure many of y'all have heard the seven mountain message from Johnny at this point, but government, economy, family, education, they're bringing the Lord into those areas. So education, how do you bring kingdom values into schooling? So people do that in homeschools, obviously much easier. But bringing that into public and private schools is a much bigger challenge. But people are doing that. Same with government. You got to enforce policies and you got to change policies. 
that are in line with what the Lord thinks about us as humans. Um, And same with economy. You got to be able to go about your business in the same way that the Lord sees favor, the way that he sees wealth and the way he sees poverty. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't know, then you're going to miss it and you're probably going to be penny pinching your whole life. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Um, so anyway, all that to say, it's a really cool experience for me because I get the humble pleasure of meeting with these people who are just so full of wisdom and have encountered the Lord so um, so powerfully in these areas and doing really incredible stuff. So I connect with those people. I help them network in this giant community of people who, like, for instance, a viewer here might be like, man, I have no idea how to bring the Lord into my finances. And I'd be like, hey, I can actually hook you up, come into our app community, and I can plug you in with this group of people that want to teach that or want to learn that and we have representatives that can come in and teach that all all for free so it's a great it's a great situation nice so do you feel like um going into restore seven was there this kind of trepidation of just like oh clay's not worthy of this what what, was there that and what has that been like walking that out because i think it's a really important thing i mean if that is the case do you feeling that like uh, I've been very transparent on on this show about me feeling that way coming onto this, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, we were connecting about that prior to this. Imposter to this syndrome. Show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got brought on to build an app. Um, let me just recap you on my <laughs> education level. I did a semester of private school. I did a semester of community college and I did a year at a public college and did not get any degree. None of those were related to tech. Um, And then I was a personal trainer. So about as far away from app development as you can get. And yet they brought me on. They're like, hey, I think you'd be good for this. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, if that ain't, uh, you're seeing in the spirit because this ain't ain't prevalent here. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was definitely just one of those things where they had a lot of faith in me. I had the luxury of having Chris um, be my boss, uh, Chris Keel. And he had done all this stuff. So he was like, dude, just come live with me for like a month and we'll get you, we'll get you set up. So I moved to Franklin um, and I moved in with Chris and that was some of the most fun I've had in my whole life. We just, he taught me app stuff. He taught me, you know, everything he knew in that area. We worked out like four hours a day for three months and it was, it was great. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, way to go. Yeah. So you you were responsible for doing the Restore Seven TV app, is that the one? Or no, or no, sorry, a, yeah. So we have or the two Rise app. Or, anyways, yeah. so we have the Rise app, which is the one who that I like. Chris started it, and then he kind of threw me in to um, finish that off. And we still haven't launched that one publicly. We only have it within our email audience um, that we've let them know about it. And then Resource 7 TV is our media platform where we have the actual content. The Rise app is just, it's more of a social media platform where we just have 
all the people interacting with one another. Yeah, and for, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Is it that kind of the maybe it was the original um, purpose of it? Maybe it's developed since then. But I remember hearing Johnny talk about. It, but it's yeah. it's you know doing the rise uh, like kind of workbook or something, and it kind of shows you kind of a, where your mountain would fit best or where you like what mountain you'd fit best in. And the whole idea behind it is to, to connect and network with other people that feel called to that same mountain and to, uh, you know, hopefully share resources, cast vision, mingle, all that stuff. Is that, am I, yeah. am I, okay. You nailed it. Yeah. So Boom. people, when, when they get the app, they take a, it's equivalent to a personality quiz or an Enneagram quiz where you answer some questions yeah. based on those. It tells you what mountains you're called to. Um, it'll list you the top three and then. You're free to uh, go through the app and find people that are also called to that mountain or are currently excelling on that mountain. And prior to all that, we have it exclusive to people who have finished um, the content that you were referring to, the Rise Handbook or the online course that Johnny and Elizabeth have. That way we don't have you know random people coming and trolling all these people that are seriously pursuing you know ways that the Lord can change the way they go about these yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, dude, there's I see another note in here. We also kind of titled the episode "Your Identity in Christ." Yeah. So that I see there's a, a topic on identity and how how do we identify as sons and daughters? So I'd love to hear your thoughts, share your heart, pour it out, Clay. Yeah, man. I yeah. mean, this is that was really the turning point for me. I know I talk about the influence of community, but mm -hmm. the reason that community is really powerful is because it reinforces identity. Mm -hmm. Um. And I can really put that to picture when we talk about the millions of DMs and comments that Grace and I were getting about the mm. name change thing. Yeah. And I, it really helped me make sense of people um, who struggle with like with their own identity in the sense of like sexual orientation and gender stuff, where if you have like thousands of people telling you this is who you are, it, it's pretty hard to not have a second be like, are they like onto something dude? Cause it bad. becomes so much more real when that's your environment is telling you that. Yep. Um, so identity is really just for me, it's the cornerstone of how you're going to operate as a human, yep. um, as a son or a daughter, or yep. if you choose not to be, um, and all reality, because you know, God is King. You are in fact a son and daughter. If you don't choose to accept that. That's why they say you're clothed in righteousness. You can take those clothes off anytime you want to. Mm. Um, but if you're not walking in that, then, you know, I guarantee you, you're going to have a very fruitless life. Yeah. Um, so that was really what pivoted me into this life-changing walk with the Lord was that first week of school. This was so God. He, he knows me in and out. And he was just like, Clay is going to bail on this school. If he doesn't have someone grab him by the shirt and say, this is who you are. Everything else is a lie. And so my first week in school, I'm actually going to read some of the notes I took from that first yeah. week because yeah, it was great. like, I was yeah. like, all right, this is, this is everything. Uh -huh. um, let me see. Let me see. Okay. So. Essentially, it's going off of the start of it was Galatians chapter two, verse 20, where he talks about how you are in perfect unity with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So through the cross, he didn't just, you know, it was a really cool died and resurrected moment.
But what's happening in the spiritual is this invitation for you to be one. It is a, there is zero separation. I gotta, I gotta do word for word. Otherwise, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, dude, it. go ahead and read it. Take your time. We're good. <laughs> okay. So if you focus attention on the union of Christ rather than, you know, my identity as a believer, rather than saying I am because of Christ, I am a prince or a king in the kingdom. That's, that's okay, but that's just a byproduct of being fully joined at the hip with the yeah. king himself. Uh-huh. So the one thing that I had to get over is I was like, okay, I am a broken person because they would preach this all the time, specifically in Presbyterian churches. You're a sinner saved by grace. You're a sinner saved by right, grace. And right, that right, reiteration right. of I am a sinner, I am the one who needs all the help in the world. While that's true, if I am just fully focusing on the sinner identity, I'm never going to reach the the grace mentality. Yeah. Um, and so where that really worked That's me good. over is when you're not performing for your identity, you're performing out of your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, oh man, there's no way for me to make this simple enough because it's just so heavy to me. But you're doing uh, a great job. Yeah. The one thing um, the teacher of my class said, it was, you're not looking through the window of the version the Lord wants you to be. You're looking in the mirror of the version he already made you to be. Mm-hmm. So to really just hone in on that point, you're already there. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the cross done, resurrection done. You, yeah. you and the Lord one done. You, you're not working anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only work that you have to do, is to just sit in that place, look in the mirror, and you're you're looking at like a righteous son. Mm-hmm. You you are you and Jesus are one. There's no separating it. There's no work to be done because it's done. Yeah. It it takes a little bit for me to to meditate on that when this first happened because I was like, that just sounds like a too good to be true kind of moment. You're telling me I don't have to work to be, you know, this good Christian. You're telling me like it's already done because me two days ago i was you know watching porn or you know smoking weed or doing whatever i was like that doesn't make any sense however comma that is the logic of world and people and people are wrong mm-hmm. so ah, man uh, lord please give me a no dude you do honestly you're simple. doing you're, you're killing it bro and are you following uh, me I know. Absolutely. And it's cool. Cause we talked about this yesterday on yesterday's show about this very thing. And, and one of the things that was really cool about, um, about, I think that be, because of the world standards, we look at everything is like this, Oh, everything has to be this transactional thing. Like I put in the work and then I yield whatever from that work with the Lord. Well, no, like that's actually not how it works. Like, and, and I was, I kind of had this revelation in real time. Uh, we were going through, uh, when Jesus turns water into wine. And I was just like, dude, I just saw that. This is so fun about scripture. I mean, I've been a Christian for 19 years and um, I, you know, I've heard the parable of read through it so many times, but the the word of God is living and powerful and it, you're always going to find new layers of depth to go into. And so anyways, the guest Troy was talking about, he was talking about the reading the parable and all of that about water into wine. Yep. And I was looking at like also God's promises and even what he did is like wine takes 
a long time to ferment, right? It's not just like, oh, come back in an hour and it'll be ready, you know, like yeah. It, it, and in an instant, Jesus turned water into wine, you know, and like wine takes a long time to ferment. And and I'm like, that's what God does in our lives too, is that like in an instant, mm -hmm. he can expedite you. You know, we look at like, man, I've not been walking with him for 20 years or however long it is in someone's life. And it's going to take 20 years to get to where God wants me to be. No, in an yeah. instant, he makes things new, just like he converted water into wine. Number one, doing an impossible thing by the world standards, but also expediting a process of fermentation in an instant, you know, and people are like, this is, yo, this wine is the best wine, you know? And so I yeah. think that's what he does. It's a picture of what he does in our lives too. Doing something that nothing, no other world religion, dude, no other world religion yeah. does this, you know? And it's like, um, it's amazing, man. Dude, I've actually never heard that the water into wine story interpreted that way but that i hadn't either i was like <laughs> this is pretty good yeah yeah so, dude it's it's wild mm. yeah because i mean it, it makes sense where we where we think you know there's a there's a training process that goes into taking on this righteous identity before i could you know pastor anyone or you know be considered a christian but by the lord's logic and this is super controversial when I first heard it was a Christian cannot sin. And following that logic, it's like, yeah, obviously a person can sin. But no. while you are a Christian, while you are a co-laborer with Christ, you are one with Christ. There's no separating y'all, by the way. That's the way the Lord sees it. He sees you. He sees Christ. That's it. Mm -hmm. If you're sinning, you're just outside of you. you you've separated. You've, you've mm -hmm. chosen to walk away from that union. And that's yeah. what you're doing. And so I was like, well, that's a quick fix. You mean to tell me that I can just sprint my butt over to the Lord, over to the Bible, start worshiping, whatever it looks like for you. And I can just say, Lord, I want, I want to be the version that you say I am, because mm -hmm. that is the perfect version. That is your that's perfect good. creation. You don't make no mistakes. You didn't make me a porn addict, an alcoholic, uh, mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is. And Dude, I hammered on this in the uh, in my episode I did about addiction because I was like, this whole AA meeting where people go in and they're like, hi, I'm Clay and I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, no, you should definitely not start with that yeah. because if you're starting with that, that's yeah, an uphill battle if you're yeah. like, this is who I am. So I got to start the long process of walking that's away so from it. So the Lord's good, just dude. saying like, no, that's not who you are. You're just being kind of dumb right now. Yeah. And you're just... You're not believing what I said. Yeah. And so once I, I hit that in the first week, I was like, you mean to tell me in the span of a week, I can just change my belief system to say this, what he's saying right here is so much more true than in these years of logic that I've strung together about working hard or getting my life together, starting a family before I can follow the Lord is a load of bull. And I can mm -hmm. just choose to believe, oh no, he, he sees me flawless. Yeah. And I can just operate from that place. It's kind of a fake it till you make it, but yeah. that's how just I accepting that it. it's not your, you didn't do anything. And I say this quote a lot and I need to find out the actual name. I have the quote saved somewhere, but you contributed. It says you contributed nothing to your salvation except yep. the sin that made it necessary. And so if we really realize that and we get that revelation, if we contributed nothing to our salvation other than the sin that made it necessary for Jesus to come die for us, 
then also that's we recognize that that's a free gift of of redemption that we contribute nothing to gain as well yeah. like like it, if the only thing that we do is like and i think that there's a humbling yourself before the lord and saying god i recognize that i cannot do this on yeah. my own like in and of my own ability i can't do this because my abilities put me in the position where i actually need forgiveness of sin that's yeah. what my abilities did so if my abilities are the thing that got me into this mess they're also we need to accept the reality that my abilities are not going to be the thing that saves me the only thing i can do yeah. is say yes and accept that salvation you know so and that's what you did man yeah and the, the horrible part about that is once you once you lean into that so heavily where it's just like this is who i am it is a beautiful opportunity that satan takes to pervert that into self-righteousness because you've started to root yourself so deeply and this is who i am mm -hmm. if you don't start it with because he is blank i am blank mm -hmm. if you don't start it with crediting it to you are literally you know speck of nothing without him covering you in that like it, and i i felt this firsthand um like i said after that first semester going back and I'm um, seeing some of my old friends um, and stuff like that. I almost felt like it was such a subconscious feeling of like, I don't belong here anymore or something like that. And I got checked hard with that the next day where I was like, I wasn't feeling like I wasn't feeling conviction about me being there. I was feeling that way because I felt like I was better than that now, Yeah, which isn't true. I'm not better than Jack you name it like what yeah <laughs> yeah no i i just like wow it was it was such a horrible feeling because i'm like no he the reason he wants me to take on that righteousness with him for us to be perfect unity is for the sake of unity mm -hmm. and for me to bring other people to that unity mm -hmm. because that is where kingdom advances that is where love thrives he is love that means i'm love because i'm hidden in him yeah and if you stay if you stray away from that for a second it always turns into self-righteousness and mm. it's so poisonous man yeah. i see so many of these christian influencers on instagram reels and tiktok and whatever that are just like they're like oh i did i did blank blank and blank and blank and that's why i'm such an accomplished like uh religious scholar and that's why like my life is better than yours it's because you're doing this this and this and i'm like it, it's good to call out you know where where you're missing the lord but when it's kind of from this place of i've figured it out and you mm -hmm. haven't mm -hmm. like you didn't figure out anything he yeah. helped you just step into yeah. a really quick fix yeah. Well, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day, actually, which is interesting. I remember there was this guy, I don't know, this was years ago now, but he was, um, had a degree in whatever. And he was like, I spent the last eight years going through the book of Romans and reading nothing but Romans. And he kind of came at it from the side of like, I am now the expert on the book of Romans. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is it's like, be careful when you get to that place, because like I said earlier, the word of God is alive and powerful. So a five-year-old could start reading the book of Romans and get a revelation about something that would completely just like, okay, mister, like totally get a load of this. And I've seen that even in my own life. Um, anytime that I thought more highly of myself than I ought to, 
um, you know, it's, very quickly you're going to find, uh, you know, that that's a slippery slope to be in, yeah. especially as it pertains to the things of God, because you're missing the point if you get to that place. Yeah, I it's anytime it's coupled with humility, I think it's it's just the Lord's breath is on that. I feel mm-hmm. like he, all the people that I look up to in the church, like Johnny and Elizabeth and even Steve is a perfect example. Like he is this man that has accomplished so much with Elijah's dreams. They've done so much good, and but they are just the most humble. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just here to serve the Lord. I'm just here to do mm-hmm. what the Lord's doing. Yeah. Like it has nothing to do with my genius or whatever. It's so simple mm-hmm. and it's so admirable because that's what we all are striving to be is not to be this glorified servant of God. It's to be this person who did the job that the Lord gave to them and just yeah. be a perfect, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vessel. Vessel, Vessel for the Lord. You. Oh, man, you, you are go, just, man. Yeah. We're locked in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's like never underestimate your yes to the Lord and let him do what he wants with that. Yes. I think we go, okay, yeah, no, I'm asking actually absolutely going to say yes. And that podcast I'm about to start is going to get a million views on the first view. And then, and then you don't hit that. And then you think there's something wrong or then striving kicks in and you start pushing. Cause you're like, Oh no, I need to do more. I need to do more in this way. I'm like, well, God, ask for your obedience in this thing. You said yes, and let him make of it what he's going to make out of it and yeah. just continue to say yes to the Lord. And I think that that's our objective um, rather than trying to make what we want out of that. Yes. You know, so dude, that's so real. Yeah. I, yeah. I've lived Man. that dude. I've lived that for a long time. Yeah. You know, just like start, that, starting um, to let you're like, Lord, where's the 10 million views on this first video yeah. like right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's just like, that's been something that like whenever I've shared that kind of that example a couple of times, but it's something that's very real for me of just like, I mean, I've been doing this for two years and, and just being obedient and, and not, I call it a perceived outcome. Like if God asks you to do mm-hmm. something, do your best to not create a scenario of what that's going to look like because if you do then you end up being you know you're going to end up being disappointed and then yeah then that leaves yeah. you wide open for striving and leaves you wide open for the enemy to come in and speak lies and then you're like you start believing those lies it's a mess it's it's just not worth it so yeah that's real yeah. on the opposite side of the spectrum what i struggle with is like if, if you're so let's use the podcast as, as an example if I'm like, hey, I want to do a podcast, but I'm waiting in my chair for two weeks, waiting for this perfect subject yeah, to start so talking good. about from the Lord, and I'm just waiting for this perfect plan that the Lord is going to download into my brain, you're diluting him down to he can only use you if you're, he can only use you when you're actively doing something. Mm-hmm. So if I give my yes, and then I'm just sitting here, he may have already told me like, just start cooking, man. And yeah. I'll bless whatever I want to bless right. rather than you just being lazy thinking I'm yeah. going to give you this perfect blueprint. That's it, man. And that's so, yeah, a big one. Yeah, it, I do. I, I am so horrible with it, but I yeah. am working at it. <laughs> that's called. <laughs> Where he's like, dude, just start running, man. I'll, I'll do something. Yeah, that's that is very normal. Uh, yeah, I um, I, I often say, I you know, like if if 
you, if God tells you, I want you to start a, a quilt company, I don't know, whatever. Just that's for thinking to mind. This is maybe for somebody who knows you're like, God just told me to do a quilt, do a quilt company. Right. Okay. Lord, is this for me? Yeah. So you're like, okay, God wants me to start a quilt company. Uh, I have no idea how to make quilts. What are you going to do? You're going to actually learn how to make quilts, right? So it's, I always say, God is the one that opens doors, but it's our responsibility to do everything we know to do to get ourselves ready so that when that door opens, we're at the door and yeah. then we're ready to go through. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. like you're saying, if, if God said, hey, I want you to start this thing and then you're just sitting on your keister waiting for someone to call you and be like, yo, here's $10 million a or a blank check to do this thing that you wanted to do. Like the, the odds of that happening are pretty, pretty slim. Right. And it's yeah. absurd to sit there and wait and expect someone to, um, to, to kind of open the door for you. Uh, and it happens, it absolutely happens. But I think sometimes we kind of create this fantasy of like, okay, well, I heard it work for this person where they, uh, you know, um, you know, they, they, they just got a mysterious phone call and, uh, you know, some benefactor came and gave them all this yeah. money and then they were able to go through like, that's so slim, dude. Like when that happens. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, doing the best we can without striving, but doing the best we can to equip ourselves for what God has for us next is yeah. really important and stepping on in faith in that way and not demanding perfection from ourselves, but yeah, just 100%. starting to do something and let it let it suck for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like that's, that can be hard, you know, but yeah. 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 That's so real. I love the, I don't remember who said it, but it was basically focusing in on, you know, when um, they do like the, the declarations and church services over like your finances and stuff like that. Um, and everyone like yells it so much louder when it's like checks in the mail or like, increase in income or, or stuff like that i don't know if every church does that but all the churches i've been to i've done that and uh -huh. everyone's always like extra fired up when it's like checks in the mail like yeah that one for me <laughs> yeah it's like what about jobs and better jobs that oh, yeah. one seems pretty significant too for some yeah. y'all but yeah it's just so funny yeah yeah absolutely well dude um i would love for you to pray i think this brought a lot of hope to some people you know maybe they have kids that are on the wayward path or a sibling or a friend that's on the wayward path, or maybe somebody was on the wayward path and they've come to the Lord, but maybe they feel themselves kind of slipping a little bit. And I think that your testimony dude is really important for all of that. Um, and even just the talk we had about identity. So I, dude, I would love for you to pray, uh, pray yeah, for people man. as you feel led. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Lord, I just thank you so much for whoever is, witnessing this right now lord that yeah. you would just take something from this show take something from um, what you have spoken um and just let it resonate um, whether someone needs the revelation of who you've actually created them to be and just this invitation for them to step into it lord i ask that you would just put that yes on their heart that you would give them the boldness to just step into that um, and accept who you've made them to be and um, to those of you right now, I, I just want to tell you from my heart, that is a very easy step. Okay. I'm giving that yes is extremely easy because he is safe. 
He is with you every step of the way. It is a very safe bet because he put all of this into motion. I assure you. Okay. So if you just keep going back to him on that, yes, it will, it will flourish. I promise. And so Lord, we just, we bless everyone's yes, Lord. We, we just thank you for what you're doing um, on this show. We thank you so much for the hearts of those tuning in, Lord. And we just ask that you would bring fresh revelation into whatever they're partnering with you for. Um, We just ask that you would uh, put action to these dreams, to these visions that people have, Lord, that you would give them um, plans and you would give them um, the work ethic, the, the, just the fire under their butt that they need Lord Mm -hmm. um, to go and run into the plans that you have. And of course that you would meet them there. We know you will. You're so good. And Lord, more than ever, I just, I just thank you so much for what you've done in my life Uh, Uh, sharing this every time. It just, Lord, it humbles me um, that you would mm -hmm. choose me for, for such an event to say yes to you, Lord, and to partner with you in this life. And so Mm -hmm. I just release that to anyone who needs it. Um, If you have friends or family um, that aren't walking with the Lord, they don't know the Lord, they're choosing to walk. Otherwise, I promise you when they have the revelation, um, of who he can be in their life everything else loses taste everything else um loses its flair and that's a very easy yes for them so Mm -hmm. intercession i promise you is going so much further than you know keep praying for those people and so lord we Mm -hmm. just we bless them um we bless them with an open mind for what you're saying and doing lord and yeah we just thank you jesus your name we pray amen Mm, amen clay that was legit Loved it. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah. Thanks so, um, on, man. oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So uh, I, you mentioned you're not super on the socials, but you can promote whatever you want. If you want to promote restore seven, whatever you want, how people can follow you, your show. Let's talk about your show a little bit. Yeah, man. So if I, yeah, I don't really post much on social media. I probably should more because, um, I, yeah, I, I mean... I've told, I told Jeff before the show, I'm, I'm a very shy voice. Like I don't, I'm not a very outspoken person about this kind of stuff. Um, but if you want to go check out my show on uh, restore seven TV, there's an app it, it's on Roku fire TV, your iPhone, I think Android as well, all those things. Um, so you can watch the show on that. It's called change of pace. Um, I talk about, you know, everything that the Lord has taught me through my walk. Um, I don't tend to branch outside of my own experiences because I'm like someone else has a lot more expertise in that area. But when it comes to addiction, um, dating relationships as a whole, um, sex and the perverted versions of that um, and identity, of course, is a big one that I hone in on on that show. So I have quite a few episodes out on that sort of stuff, and I'm hoping to make more here soon. And yeah. That's Very cool. That's pretty much it. Restore seven. Also, if you want to check them out, restore7.com. Um, we got some pretty awesome people. One that work here. I'm biased because, you know, <laughs> of course, a lot of them are my family. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out Rise, we have amazing network of people and leaders that are changing the world in these different avenues. Like I said, government, economy, education, all that stuff. If you're passionate about any one of those things, um, download the app. You can take the quiz if you don't know what uh, what mountain you're called to. It'll let you know top three, and you can walk with the Lord into uh, you know whatever you're supposed to be doing. There we go. Yeah, the the, yeah. the uh, Restore Seven TV app. 
you can get that and you can watch on your phone. You can watch all of the uh, change of pace and yep. everything else that they have to offer. You guys have a lot of stuff. We do have a lot of stuff and it's, it's only growing. Um, hopefully in some time we can start bringing, um, I know we're starting to bring um, the Elijah list episodes with Johnny on there. And oh, we have, I think we have like 40 different content creators on there. And a lot of them have really amazing um, production value. We have a few documentaries coming out soon. So it's a lot of really good content and it's all free. Um, so if you want to donate free. to the channel, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Free is awesome. Free is so, awesome. So yeah, it's it's a very similar layout to Netflix. It's super easy. Mm -hmm. um, any of you older folk that aren't confident with your tech skills, I promise it's super easy to navigate. So yeah, it is. go check it out. Super easy, nice and clean. So mm -hmm. Clay, thank you so much, man. This is great. Dude, it's been an honor. Yeah, great conversation, super fun. So um, everybody have a blessed weekend. Go do something fun. Go be with loved ones, laugh be joyous. This is a great time of year. Um, and tune in on Monday. We start down our start, our countdown to Christmas, everybody. So we start with, we got Christina Baker on. It's going to be the Christina miss special. And, um, it's hosted by Kelsey. It's going to be awesome. You guys, it's a great, great time. We pre-recorded it. We're going to be pre-recording a lot next week just because it's so crazy, crazy time of year. So, um, it is a great episode. It's fantastic. Um, uh, so do not miss that. Also, Elijahstreams.com slash donate is how you guys donate. It makes this all possible, keeps it afloat. And we so appreciate those donations, you guys. And then also check out the merch. Go to the link in the description under follow us. You'll see there. Or you can go to ElijahShopper.com, type in Elijah Fire, and get your amazing merch like this amazing K-Buy sticker. So we love you guys. We'll see you on Monday with the Christina Miss special at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. K-Bye! This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.